So, welcome to RCR Podcast, whatever number this is. 131. 131. Uh, there goes my phone. <laughs> so, I still have to buy tickets for Pacific Northwest. Uh, the live stream that you saw in the beginning was uh, Frederick Knudsen's. Uh, he's the guy who does the YouTube channel Down the Rabbit Hole. You saw him briefly in my Learning to Be Gay uh, journal on this channel. Good response from that. Thank you guys for understanding my unique situation. Um, last night's stream was me just looking for galaxies and getting frustrated at all the wingadingas who think that their uh, early 60s galaxy is uh, worth the price of a house down payment. Mm-hmm. Briefly, they weren't. They were like nine grand. 15 grand at the tops. That's not including the 427s with the four speed. But now they're back up again. I was talking to one guy who lives up near Ithaca, New York, who has a 62 with power brakes. Whether he put the booster on or not, I don't know. It has what looks to be not a Protronics ignition. My favorite type of ignition is Protronics. Um, it looked like he had like some sort of motorcraft or um, like a Summit Racing uh, solid-state carburetor on there. You know, no, points are gone. He says the points are gone, so he has some sort of distributor on there. What did I say? Carburetor? I meant distributor. Um, um, he has an aftermarket. Now, that one's an FE block, so he has an aftermarket uh, expansion tank which all the FE blocks had expansion tanks for the radiator. They didn't just piss on the ground. Hmm. So, nice. Very nice. (laughs) Unless I'm mistaking that expansion tank for a surge tank. It's between the radiator. It's on on the Ford FE blocks. It's it's right there. It's between the radiator um, and uh, the thermostat and the the radiator pressure uh, cap is right there. So why did I delete yesterday's stream? Because I was going on Boomer's Facebooks and making fun of them. And I don't think they they would see the humor in their situation because to them, these Ford Galaxies are their entire persona. There was this one guy who had two. He had his hard top with the the high rise and the double pumper and everything. And then he was selling the the, uh, convertible. So... I like so many people discovering regular car reviews for the first time. They think it's serious. Oh yeah. It's part of the troll of the name. <laughs> yeah. And, but I was legitimately pissed out of jealousy by these people wanting $40,000 for fucking galaxies. I'm trying to save money by not, by not getting a series 62 Cadillac, which by the way, series 62 doesn't mean 1962. It just means this range of Cadillacs, which I think was from 1960 to maybe 1966. Cadillacs are super weird because it wasn't until the GM merger of 1977 or the consolidation of 1977, Cadillacs were their own thing. Uh, They had their own engines, their own transmissions, maybe the same rear ends as like an Impala or something like that. But uh, I need like Justin Kramer to set the story straight about how weird Cadillac was in the 60s. Um. Oh, yeah, because they used to be aspirational cars, and then they became 
sort of the equivalent of when a small batch sort of brewery gets bought out by a major one and Mm -hmm. suddenly everything's being mass produced and the quality isn't as good as it used to be and the reputation sort of suffers but also you have a bit of a reputation that carries over from the past that you kind of hold on to there's only so much you can do in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. but yeah and i generally find that like boomers they don't the only time where they really have a sense of humor is when it's at somebody else's expense. It totally is. Which is kind of and I understand how rich it is for me to say something like that when like every joke that we make is kind of at somebody's expense, even if it is like a straw man we're creating. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I also feel like, you know, these they're more likely to act on their offense. Yeah. Just like I'm That's angry. Good. About I'm this. angry and they think they can say that I'm this, not realizing that no one gives a shit about the internet. Exactly. No one cares. And yeah. that none of your friends or family members are ever gonna find out that this was said about you. Yeah. Um and yeah. And if they do, no one's gonna care by this yeah. time. And when they say that, yeah, yeah, boomers discovering the internet is like they treat it like church group gossip circles. Mm. Who said that? Because there's nothing, there's fuck all else to do but just gossip, 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 gossip. Yeah. Yay! It's like <laughs> it's like those uh, Facebook groups where. It's all about the local community, so like the community borough page, but then everyone posts on it in a very uh, dog whistle kind of way of how much better this town used to be before insert minority group moved in. Yeah. And even though it's like, well, they're still the minority group of the town, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the grand scheme of things, you're not really seeing that big of a change, but there's always some in a very Gatsbyan sort of way of like where boats on the current born ceaselessly back into the past. It's, yeah. They're constantly looking back and imagining a pristine idyllic time that never yeah. really was because even in the fifties, you know, you had to fucking worry about polio. Sorry for swearing on TV PG, but yeah. Uh, and other things about Sputnik and about hiding under your school desk when there's a bomb yeah. <laughs> warning. Ugh, humans. I want to say to these people when they, when they go into things were better when, and the next question is, how old were you then? Oh, 12. So things were better when you were 12. No shit. Yeah, no kidding. TVPG. TVPG, yeah. I Can mean, I turn that off? Maybe after the uh, screen Yeah, ends, I don't but, know. But, yeah, it's... Hmm. Because I'm thinking back to like when I was 12 and yes, I was stressed out about things. Like my biggest fear as a kid was being left back. And ass- Oh, that was terrifying. And assuming – I was always assuming that I was going to be because I just thought my grades weren't good. And then I get a paper back and it'd be good. And, yeah. And you know, it's like you're catastrophizing. But that's kind of been uh, what has classified my entire life because, you know, anxiety just gets a hold of me. And so I've been trying to, you know – I've spent a lifetime reclassifying that in my brain and trying to reposition everything mentally so that I don't overload myself and max out my mental and emotional bandwidth. But when I was 12, you know, things were still pretty great. Freaking Dunkaroos and yeah, you know, have some have some frosting on a on a on a on a cookie. On a cookie, yeah. On well, piece of what's this DM? 
People ask me, when are we going to know about the Camaro? You'll know when I know. See, I get excited briefly about people who send me messages with a blue check mark. I still, it's still forget like, oh, right. That's just, that's just uh, Applebee's plus. Not sure if you get this, but I can relate to you. I came out last year at age 35. It's been a journey to say the least. So if you want something to talk to, I'm here, whatever it's text, I'm a journalist too. Cool. Um, it's interesting. Like I come out of the closet twice a year and each time it's new to people. Just like finding out your age. Like I saw more reactions to finding out like yeah. your age. Than, yeah. yeah. As if it's not obvious that I'm talking about things in the mid nineties and having firsthand experience with them. Yeah. So, okay. Like when I was in high school in the nineties, <laughs> do in the, in high school, did you have students who created their own record labels because they actually had a computer capable of burning CDs. I, if they were, I don't remember. I remember, oh, Tim Berger? He sat at my lunch table and it was the first burned CD I ever got, and it was a burned copy of Jerry Seinfeld's I'm Telling You for the Last Time. Oh, nice. So, no, I don't remember anybody making their own record label, but I knew some students from Cedarcrest High School who created this band called Pac-Man Eatery <clears throat> based off of this uh, diner in Lebanon called uh, The Eatery, but it just had on the sign Pac-Man and a bunch of dots. So it was like the symbol of Pac-Man, a bunch of dots, and then e Eatery. So they named this like novelty band called Pac-Man Eatery. And they had some sort of label because they, they had the CD stomper. Yeah. And that's what they made. And, and then I burned that CD. And I think I have it in a compilation in my big book of CDs. So... So the short answer is yes, but not at my high school. And if there was any, I didn't know. Because yeah. by label, I really just mean, you know, because this was the time where, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, it was all about like burning CDs that were generally new. Like if someone got the new Eminem album, they'd rip it on their yeah. computer and then they'd burn CDs and sell them for cheaper, like below market price and make bank. And so in my high school, there was Onion Cutters Records. Uh, there was Impasse Union, which is just – God damn. That's awesome. That, 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 that Impasse so Union. hard. For like their entire business is like copyright infringement. How much were they selling the CDs for? Uh, like seven, eight dollars. When they damn. Were, it was like half market and they could get it because – How did they get the word out? Like did they just put a note in the bathroom stall? No, it was just word of mouth. And mm. honestly, they're selling them out of the locker and that's how, you know, or on the bus. Like that was where nice. I got my copy. I was like on the bus. And now like sometimes there would be like the odd skit missing, like because Eminem would always put skits on his albums. But for mm. the most part, it was kind of, you know, it was interesting. And it's that very entrepreneurial spirit of a teenager who's not you know, thinking about because you're getting the big stack of blank CDs, yeah, and then you're just you know, I don't know. It was a very frontier time, yeah, for the internet, and that's like, do you like vaguely? I remember when you had the New York City trip, you could see the bootleg hut, 
where people would download movies yeah and like sell the movie they would burn it right there on a laptop and oh, say wow. do you want the mission do you want mission impossible 2 <laughs> like that like yeah. that i i don't believe so but man that, hmm. i do remember getting a burnt copy of spider-man 2 for my birthday for my best friend at the time because he knew i loved the movie but that was after high school hmm. um hmm. i remember sometime in the 2000s we got an advanced copy of we as in the people in my dorm got an advanced copy of uh, attack of the clones oh and we were nice. watching it like two weeks before the release wow and it was a screener so, meaning someone just filmed the screen, and I'm like, oh, good enough, yeah. Just cam stuff, yeah. Or excuse me, not screener, yeah, cam. It wasn't a screen grab. Yeah, screener is for awards consideration, which Oscar nominations came out, and Top Gun Maverick is in for Best Picture. That's so wild to me that if you told me 20 years ago that like a sequel to Top Gun yeah. would be nominated for Best Picture Oscar. Who's it up against? Uh, Too many to name, but like Everything Everywhere All at Once, Uh, that... Uh, Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Avatar 2, uh, Elvis, uh, Banshees of Inishirin, The Fablemans. Oh, I can't remember the last three offhand. I want to say it is um, blanking. Just completely blanking. But uh, it's very weird. This has been a very anemic Oscar season for me. I haven't been this kind of bleh, unexcited in mm -hmm. a while about it, but whatever. You know, I still get to watch some good movies because most of them are streaming. Oh, All Quiet on the Western Front uh, remake, which is like the third remake of a Best Picture winner to be nominated for Best Picture. So, very odd. Hmm. Very, very odd indeed. Oh yeah, and then Tar, and what is the last one? That'll come to me. Mm -hmm. Far too late. I didn't check my responses. I did talk to that guy with the 62 ga uh, Galaxy up near Ithaca. Um, he wants 17 for it. 17 and change. Mm. If I can really just drive it, it has a single master cylinder, which is bad. You should really never drive anything with a single master. I get it that some people do because it was authentic. But a single master, single or a single reservoir, excuse me. Uh, is um, means one your brake fluid is shared between all four brakes mm. which means that entire reservoir the pressure goes to all four brakes meaning if one brake starts leaking it's like old time Christmas lights oh. they all lose pressure you lose one brake you lose all of them a dual plane master cylinder, it's split between front brakes and rear brakes. So if you lose one brake, you're just going to lose that end of the car. You'll still have the other one to bring you to a stop. Hmm. So that's like a weird big risk. Got a super chat coming in. Boris. Hello, Boris. I had a question, but I forgot. Have the money. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, I mean, there's a lot of concerns going into a 60s Galaxy, or at least for me, I kind of worry about the same thing with the Falcon of whether you're going to have like temperature issues and yeah the way i'm gonna get around that is not change anything oh <laughs> just prepare it i'm not modifying the car in any way believe me it'll take enough to make this thing streetable yeah. so changing things is like 
You know, okay, a dual master. That's, I can do that. I don't like bending brake lines, but that's just taking one out, putting another one on. And I'd have to get a specific master cylinder because, well, I'd have to, some of them came with disc brakes in the front. Some of them were drums all the way around. If they're drums all the way around, I think I have to have, um, and people in the comments can correct me. I think I have to have a equal dual master, meaning that the brake boost will be, or rather the, the brake pressure will be sent equally between front and rear. Um, because if you have discs on the front and drums on the rear, you need a proportioning valve because those different brakes require different amounts of pressure. I forget in which way it is. So that school bus just went the wrong way up that road. Oh, dear. <laughs> Not given a – maybe it's a – is it three? No, it's four. So that's the late bus. But mm. well, that could be elementary school. Could be. When did your elementary school get out? Do you remember? Oh, um. I went to two elementary. So the first one was at three and then the bougie kids one was like at two, like just before three, like mm. 2.45. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. My high school was, went out at like 2.15. Ours was 3.35 dismissal, but they dismissed by bus numbers from your classroom. You weren't dismissed from your classroom until your specific bus was at the door. Yeah. We, uh, we, we had bus three and so we were waiting that's kind of like how our elementary school went. Um, let's see another super chat from Andrew Lovato. Five dollars. Thank you so much. Do you guys have a favorite car movie? Yes, um, the first ten minutes of Baby Driver. There you go. Yep. Um, I would probably go with Ford versus Ferrari, just because I can't think of anything that I enjoyed as much as being in that automotive history sort of vibe of like this is stuff that i read for fun and mm -hmm. now it's like being captured on screen i mean i didn't think john bernthal was really that much of a lee iacocca it was not lee iacocca was not handsome no his was, face was a pumpkin even at age 19 yeah he he, he had arn anderson disease mm -hmm. of just like you, you're born and you look like you're, you're 35 <laughs> yeah <laughs> sloppy mechanics hello hello justin kramer is uh, call a race car company and tell them what you want to do or what you have, and they'll value value something correct. So you're talking about proportioning valves, motion, etc. Okay, so Justin's hello, Justin, uh, fellow YouTuber and also genius, and also uh, Slavic McCamets says, "Call me Sniper Tune." Yes, whatever galaxy I get, whatever car, whatever engine it has, straight six, small block or FE block, that carburetor is getting thrown right in the trash, and a Holly Sniper, I will pay for it from, for myself, it will go right the fuck on there, they make them, they make them for single barrel, they make them dual barrel, uh, uh, yeah, um, two barrel, and they make them four barrel. Whatever intake manifold is on that engine, I will put a Sniper on there. And I'm not changing, like, if for whatever reason I get a poverty spec small block and it has a two barrel, Intake, fuck it. Nice. I am not taking that motherfucker off. I'm hate. I don't want to change anything. A Holly, Holly sniper with a two barrel will be just fine, and I won't have that boil off gas problem anymore. Uh, the racing mind slapping mechanics. Oh, An entire ma uh, master cylinder spec. Um. Oh shoot, sloppy mechanics. I'm sorry that. 
is Matt Happel. I had a brain fart and thought it was fuel injection sucks, and that was Justin Kramer. It is not. It is Matt Happel. Matt Happel will not tune your car. <laughs> um, sorry, Matt. Sorry, sorry Matt. Matt. Uh, Italian pinch. I have one barrel. You have the one barrel on your Fairmont. Awesome. Um, yeah, so he's got the one barrel Holly Sniper on his four-cylinder Ford Fairmont. I think that's awesome. I'd love to drive it sometime. Um, Matt Happel has an open invite to come on this podcast. And also, Bruce Hen wants to hire Matt Happel to put a Don't Kill Me tune <laughs> on a customer's uh, LS6. I think it's an LS6. Doesn't matter. Um, swapped uh, RX8. Uh, Matt already saw this car. I've talked about this particular car before. Uh, the customer was coming off of a Ford Focus ST. Never owned a V8 and just kept paying Bruce in installments to have a Turbo LS swapped uh, RX-8. And I'm like, you're going from 250 horsepower to 800. I mean, you saw what I did with the next giveaway car in the parking lot when I turned the traction control off. I just went and immediately I went in a circle. I'm like, he should have bought one of those. And that will give you an idea what you are in for halfway. And there's plenty of – anyway. Um, it, which reminds me, like, do you intend on, with the Galaxy, doing yeah. a crazy taxi sort of just bit? in, Like, say, if, like, our regular location is completely empty one day, would you, like, try to whip it around like a crazy taxi thing? If it would break traction. And I think if I keep – the stock wheel size it would i mean if i get a manual obviously it'd be easy i'd I'd just rev it dump it if it was an auto box with a two barrel uh i mean maybe it would do a one wheel peel i'm just envisioning a sketch of of you know somebody waiting waiting getting in there circle just like and if i could just rev it up i mean if it had the the three did all the FE blocks with the 390, did they all come with four barrels? I mean, if you had that and a Holly Sniper on that, you're talking an engine, you can get 300 horsepower out of that easy. So that would do it no problem. No problem. Now, if I had the 233 straight six, I would need maybe a manual. And if the tires were like, if we do it once, if it had like, it's still got the original tires, I'm like, great. Um, they're good for nothing. So with like old tires, then, you know, I'd have less traction. It says you just blow the tires off. Who said that? Uh, Bird 603568. Uh, Matt Happel says going to get swapped. He's going to swap an- another Fairmont swap. Mm-hmm. Once you swap, you can't stop. Yeah, I'm gonna stop <laughs> after my one after my one time doing engine swaps. Yeah, you were saying to our volunteer today that you didn't want it to be like a second job that you have, like when, yeah. with the Falcon. No. Um, talking to Tavarish two nights ago, um, it would be good of me to create a business plan 
for the Galaxy, saying, okay, I'm going to spend this much money on it, including every little bit of getting it here. That means I'm into the car this much. That means I need to make this money back. And start thinking like these other YouTubers who, when they do projects, I'm assuming that's how they roll. And they have to figure out how much content they have to make surrounding a vehicle to break even on it or, yeah. you know, make money off, make money off of it. Um, I'm even thinking, I don't know if, yes, this is number seven. Oh, Matt's talking with other people in the chat. Um. Um, what's today? Thursday. Tomorrow I have a meeting with a YouTube analyst that Justin Burnash hired. Be interesting to hear what he thinks. Uh, Freddie, uh, Tavarish was skeptical on a YouTube analyst because what do they do? Do they actually make content? Yeah. Uh, Are they in the trenches? Yeah. So what works, what doesn't? I mean, if they manage other companies, I'm going to ask for clarification. I mean, like, and they say, you should do this because this, because this YouTuber does this. And I'm like, okay, do you work with them? Well, no, I'm just making a point. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I know that I'm thinking, okay, I'm not spoiling the car because I just, sent the picture to Fred and he posted it. It's not of the car. The owner of the car that uh, came today brought along their like two month old Corgi. Corgi. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was adorable. Adorable. We got footage of the Corgi. It will end up in the video, but I'm looking at that as like, that's a Corgi, Corgi puppy seeing snow for the first time. That's a video in itself. Yeah. <laughs> You think I'm not going to let the uh, that buy the algorithm? Yeah. Do you have any objections to me on this main channel after the video goes up, Corgi Puppy sees snow for the first time and just let that video run and hope that wives just gush all over it? Yeah. Like Get that money. PG, there. you want your PG content? There, you there it is. And the video will probably end with like, you think I'm not going to throw away this footage? I need to make money, son. Yeah. <laughs> and just end it with that. Just let it roll. <laughs> Do they just look at your statistics and make recommendations to make in the future? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. It'll probably be like, what's your click-through rate? What's this? What's that? There we go. Um, what if they suggest double brown Mondays? What, two videos every Monday? Uh. No objections to milk the wine mom demographic. Oh, hell yeah. Wine yeah. mom money. You think I need that what? Yeah. Just end it with give me that wine mom money. Yeah. The wine mom dollar is just as green as everyone else's. Yeah. Hmm. I just finished filming the next giveaway car. That's done. It's in the can. Uh, it's going to start out with a skit, which I know people will enjoy. And I'm thinking the skit that I want to do for the video next, not this coming Monday, the Monday after the one that we just wrote, because yeah. we need a certain type of person in it. 
the giveaway card, not the next one, but the one after that, I'm picking up Saturday. And that one might work um, as just like a background thing uh, right. because it would fit the type of person that we're going to uh, uh, describe or act out. Uh, Judd Kramer says, whatever happened to Justin Kramer's Corgi? Rudy, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Do I still have footage of him? That, that, that Corgi is big now. Bill S. said, you should start all your reviews by pulling the keys for the car you're reviewing out of a fishbowl full of other keys. Is that a reference to something? I don't know. Maybe like a key party where people pull out keys and whoever's key they get, that's who they sleep with. Really? Is that a thing? I mean, I don't know that people actually do it, but uh. that, the premise is something. Um, yeah, it's it's like swingers. Kind of. Isaac Favely says... Do a 1996 Mercury Sable Wagon with a third row. You'd be printing money. I wonder if that would. I keep bringing it up with Justin Burnash. I want to do some <laughs> stick shift Camry, please. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if it would really do better than an American V8. I feel like it would with our audience. Yeah, I feel like it would. But would it really? Well, we won't know unless we try. Like, yeah. if nothing else, it would work as a baseline to see, you know, all right, was this a fluke or did it do so much better or so much worse than the others that now yeah. we know whether or not that's the direction to go? Because, you know, realistically, it's to the point where I almost feel like people can kind of predict mm-hmm. certain things. But, yeah. yeah. Mm, so Carlo Cas- uh Cotignola. Thank you. What do you think of the Hyundai? Hyundai. I still drive one now. That's why I bought a Kia. <laughs> Hyundai. Hyundai N cars. Any plans to review them? No plans to review them just because there's no one nearby. Every now and again, we get an offer and I'll do one. I'm sure it'll be fine. We did that I, one N line. Yeah, that uh, Renee's. Yeah, yeah. Um, or is it really Rini? I keep forgetting. I feel bad. Who? Uh, 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 the, the friend with the – what was that tiny car? The tiny green car? Uh, Subaru Vivio. Vivio, yeah. yeah. I think it's Rene. Um, it's R-E-N-A. And I was mispronouncing it as Rena for way too long. Uh, and then I found out it was Rene. Um, Brian Siskard, hello. Oh, oh uh, Brian Siskin. He's the guy Siskin. who's um, – uh, He's a pilot, pilot now. From Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just says grand theft. Oh, oh, he was correcting his, uh, comment earlier about how the GTA cold open was legendary. Oh, that was good. I like that one. Yeah, we, we did it cause we had a drone. We had a access freaking to a drone, drone that day. Uh, Dave Abram says a forty nine ninety nine mug to enter the giveaway. Is that more like a business model where you make money on this? Um, that was a metric discovered by Justin Burnash because he said that if you charge more, you'll make more. Counterintuitive. You think that, well, if you have like little things, like little key chains and stuff, more people will enter. Yes, you will make less because that's the sweet spot. If you charge more, then forty nine ninety nine, you'll make less. If you charge less than that, you'll make less. Yeah. 
So he tried it all the different ways, and there it is. There it is. There it is. It's it's one of these things that um, say you had like a five dollar keychain or something. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty. You need ten, 10 people. people versus that that have that disposable income who are inclined, who click through, who said this is something I want. It's not really about price, it's who wants it. Yeah. So you need to have ten people commit to entering a giveaway versus getting one person who has more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works out. You make less. Um, some people will buy a $5 sticker. Yes, but not 10 times as many. Mm-hmm. Half of it is just someone making the decision to do it. Um, why do you think the real money maker for the Pennsylvania lottery is the $20 tickets, not the dollar scratch-offs? The dollar scratch-offs probably aren't even worth you know, the cardboard they're printed on. The rolls and rolls of those. I think they're there because they make some. Of course, that's different. I, I just thought of that thing because the Pennsylvania lottery. Today's lottery winnings are audited by Boyer and Ritter, certified public accounts. Today's senior citizen witness is Jamie Wanoski. From Hatfield. (laughs) I'm sorry that I always go to Polish names, but I grew up around here where it's all Polish and Lithuanian people, even though I'm German. So it's like, Rinaldi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You go down to Cumberland Valley, that's where you get the the, the Amish names, like Yoder and stuff. Vogel. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, Roman, will there be a life and death of Oldsmobile? That series was bomb. Um, I was thinking about it. I mean, my issue with Oldsmobile is that it ends the same way as two of the other three videos in the life and death trilogy, which is that killed by GM. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it would be weird to kind of have the story end the same way. But I also realize people don't really watch it for the end, really. Like, you know, going in, like, GM is going to lower the axe. It's just... It's more of a celebration of a line of cars so that you're, you know, sort of just getting to know the history, getting to know why certain car models were important, getting to see what they were like in their prime or getting to hear about what they were like in their prime and sort of having that connection with an automotive history that's being eroded because things are these cars aren't really on the road anymore, you know, because of any number of things like cash for clunkers or the used car market being all out of whack and people not really wanting to part with the cars they have because they don't know if they'll be able to get a replacement car for a reasonable price. And it's a thing where, you know, a lot of these cars will either end up junked or stuck in a garage and they won't see the light of day. And when you do see one, it's rare enough that you want to you know, taking a freaking picture of it. Cause you know, I, I saw like a Saab nine five out there and I was just kind of like, 
when am I ever going to see this again? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to me to have those types of stories. There's a lot of them that I've been thinking of, like Oldsmobile, Mercury, um, and even some that haven't like died yet. Like you could do, I could do like a Lancia one or something. Um, but yeah, my next one is going to be about a person, um, rather than a car. Uh, I just like to alternate or Mm -hmm. a person rather than a company rather. So, I don't know. I really want that out at the end of February. Um, hopefully record the audio for it next week and um, get to working on it just mm-hmm. so that I have it ready in time because it's going to be long. Not as long as any of the other ones I've done. I resolve never to do a video that long again. It's exhausting. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Did you uh, Do you need the, the booth for that? Uh, yes. Okay. But I'll let you know when I'm closer to ready for that because I don't know for a fact that it will be next week. I'm just really aiming for it. This will not fix your life. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's there for the purpose of hope because within all pain and within all despair rests the substance of hope. Yeah. And so we cling to the notion of a low effort improvement in our Mm. lives because realistically, uh, effort doesn't always matter. It's kind of what led to the birth and rise and prime of irony and uh, uh, cynicism, you Mm. know, because it's like, we make fun of people who give effort because we have become accustomed to viewing effort as a waste of time and resources so that then people who actually put effort in become worthy of ridicule. Look yeah. at you. You're trying. Yeah. But then in the grand scheme of things, which is a phrase I use far too often, but I realize I just have those sort of phrases that I fall back on to give my brain enough time to catch up with my mouth, that people just – are looking for something to give a little more hope to their lives without the added strain of effort. Yeah. And, you know, it's I've never done a scratch-off ticket in my life where – I I mean, I probably count on one hand the number of the ones I did. But if I would ever win anything – and most of the time it was just scratching them off for my mom when mm. we I was in, like, elementary school or something. You just win another ticket. Like, if you win. Yeah. It's just, like, free ticket. Okay, well – what am I going to do with this? Yeah. But that's I think the most I ever won was 20 bucks. Mm. And the only time I get scratch off lottery tickets is when Moyer's car care, when I have a big bill at that shop, they oh. staple a scratch off lottery ticket to the, the invoice. That's a hell of a sense of humor. They yeah. Hey, why not? You know, it's such a nice like customer service thing. Like, look, this is costing us whatever at invoice. They just pull it from the roll. It's like here. 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 We'll give you hope. So um, Bacon, $2, says, why do you hate second gen neons? I had an 01. Because I had one. I had an oh. O. Oh, yeah. I had an O. <laughs> I had a 2000. God, they're bad. Just yours in particular or in general. <laughs> It's like 
I'm trying to think of a of a sequel to a movie where they throw away everything good and just smear Vaseline on everything else. That's like any number of – you could say that about like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, at least The Last Jedi tried some stuff. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, A Force Awakens kind of. It was just kind of a uh, Vaseline yeah. lens look back on history. So, first-gen Neon, you lose one of your camshafts. Now you're down to one. That's not a bad thing. But in this case... The engine's tired. The body got bigger. The car got heavier. Your automatic transmission is now three speeds. The only thing good about second-gen Neons was the SRT4. Um, Mine... Had some electrical problems. Uh, stuff was just cheap in general. Um, stereo was okay. Cup holder placement was nice. You got interesting. You got a four-disc CD changer in the dash. Ooh. And you kept loading CDs into the mouth. But the CD changer wasn't up in the head unit. It was down below. Odd. Now, that was one of your, like, radio options was, like, four discs. So you could load four in. You would load one in, press CD2, load another one in, push CD3, load another one in, push CD4, load another one in. And then then the way that you ejected them is that you hit whatever whatever CD you wanted to eject. You just hit that button twice. That was was a neat feature because the 10-disc CD changer in the trunk... That was dumb. It's like, you just load all your music in here. You're going to exhaust those CDs pretty quick. Because the more options you have, the more you're just going to keep skipping around. Yeah. And then you're going to get tired of these CDs. But the second you're done, it involves an extra step. Whereas I'd be changing CDs like before I got started. Like, what's going to be my rotation this week? And I got four CDs this week. So, so that, that was nice. The gauges were okay, but the actual carness of the of a second gen neon is just. I'll bet whenever we finally get a Chrysler two hundred, it's going to be that. It's the Chrysler two hundred before the Chrysler two hundred. The only saving grace that the neon had was that it was it was made to be cheap. Well, the Chrysler two hundred was made to look expensive. Hmm. It was the closest. The Chrysler two hundred was like the Cadillac. Was like a Cadillac Cimarron. It's it's in that vein of like Classic. lipstick on a pig stuff. Mm. At an aftermarket with the twelve discs, no aux cord in those days. Yep. The secret thing was everybody with a tape deck was future proof. You plug anything into those things. Uh, what did you think about meeting Nick Mullen? Um, what did I think about? Who said that? Uh, it's a a bit more. Mm. It is... Where is it? I just scrolled past it. Uh, Greetings from Akmal Cape Town. Majid said, oh, what did you think about meeting Nick Mullen? Um, good guy. Yeah. Very, very uh, personal. I, I guess because of listening to his podcast, I just assumed someone like very abrasive and he was like a perfect gentleman. Yeah. Perfect gentleman. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I suppose like meeting him is like other people meeting me. 
like thinking I'm just joke, joke, joke all the time. Yeah. Half the time, it's like I just shut down. I like going to the sauna and not saying anything now that our sauna is fixed oh, at the yeah. gym. Yeah. Can't wait for that after this. No, I got to go to the store after this. I do like that kind of uh, observation that the women's sauna works fine. It's the men <laughs> yes. who are... Because we fuck everything up. Yeah. We just got to like, it's broken. Oh, let me try to fix it and you make it worse. Yeah. Like, sort of thing. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's I just a sauna. I know what I'm doing. Ooh, yeah. And then it's just a complete mess. Yeah. Uh, that and I imagine the men would... I don't know why, but... Our son, like, I've seen, like, one time late at night, I went in the girls' locker room. I was the only one in the entire building. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have a look-see. There still is a thrill. <laughs> they have individual shower stalls in, in their locker room. They don't have a gang shower like we do. Yeah. Their sauna is smaller and perfectly well-kept. Ours is beat the hell up. Um, uh, because we beat the hell up. We just wreck things. Um, you just go in like gorilla mode. <laughs> uh, plow, breaking wood in there. I remember they, they broke the floor. We had a wooden floor and they found a way to split the wood. So... I remember I had to make one floor slab out of two broken ones one time. Um, so the women's sauna is very small. That's like a sit-down sauna. Ours is big enough where you can lie down. Ooh. And that, I'll tell you what, pal. <laughs> Lying down on hot pine in this cold, now that we have winter weather again, you come in there. It's 150 degrees. Isn't you that just like lie right at the down. edge of safety? No. It, 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 Rogan did 200. Oh, all right. So, I mean, it, you, you can't think. I mean, you're almost boiling. That's, that's, that's unsafe. Like, that thing, that, that sauna's gotten up to about like 170, 180. Mm. And that, that hurts your fingernails. It hurts. Bones that are too close to the surface of your skin start hurting. <laughs> Yeah. You're cooking yourself. You're surveying yourself. 130 is a great temperature for a sauna for most people. I like 150. I like it to hurt a little bit when I get in there. Of course, I like that shocked the system. It's, it's so nice. I don't stay in there for long. Um, and eventually your body will like, like force you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's, it's the weird people what are who you have doing to me. Yeah. But yeah, lion, it's so good for your back. It improves your mood. I ought to do like the trife. I ought to do like the double barrel move of going upstairs using the tanning bed. Which I was using the tanning bed at the sauna or at the at the gym when the sauna wasn't working. And it was a nice, it was a nice sort of thing. I mean, I was going in for like 10 minutes. It felt like you could just lie in there. It felt like you're just lying in the sun. It had that, you're, you're absorbing that UV light. It's like, oh, this is this is this is great. I even added some those little sauna goggles to my Amazon order that I didn't buy yet. So when I was going in the sauna, I was just putting a hat over my head or my eyes. That's not enough to do with the burn. Like probably not, but I didn't use it that much. Yeah. But now that the sauna's back, um, become lobster. Uh. <laughs> 
Do I find that the cold weather is affecting the battery of your EV? Yes. Yes, of course. Lithium ion batteries. Um, so when we had the really, really cold snap, I was down to about a range of 170 miles. Uh, during that sweet spot at the end of summer when you can get by without air conditioning and there's a little crack of the windows at a range in my Niro of 315. So it's a Ooh. really big wide berth. That's above factory. Yeah. Yeah, factory was like 250 or something like yeah. that. Um, well, they're always very modest about mm-hmm. in factory estimates so yeah. that you're more impressed when you get higher, yeah. I, I would think. Uh, Roman, did you hear the news about Justin Roiland? Uh, yes, I did. So what, he was grooming people or straight up diddling folks? Grooming, it sounds like. Mm. Um, which, I mean, you know, it's... You have one when you're a celebrity, you have one job as a human being in general. You have one job, and it's like not to, you know, just leave children alone. Yeah, you know, that's your own as a human to just be and exist, like mm-hmm. bare minimum. That's all you got to do to be a decent person. Like, but it's apparently it's hard when you're famous, I guess. Like, it's just, ugh. but yeah. That guy completely fumbled the bag. Yep. Bigger than anyone I can think of in... So he was grooming after he got famous. Yeah. And Ugh. also... Uh, Not that there's a difference, but... Still. It's, it's, it's Still, it's like the only person... Okay, great. The only person who can fuck this life up right now is you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's that much more sinister when you're using the the sort of... You're using your position uh-huh. as a celebrity, as someone who probably has a show that a lot of young people like, you know, even though it's not necessarily made for them. But like, come on, everybody knows kids watch Rick and Morty, like seriously. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, it's he also is the main thing that got the ball rolling was that he got charged with the uh, domestic violence. And um, I don't know if it's felony domestic violence or not, but that was kind of like the impetus. So. I mean, everything I see about him, he just seems like such a piece of shit. And I just, I mean, I didn't know about any of this. And apparently it's something that has kind of been an open secret about him Mm. uh, in a very Cosby-like way. But I just find it amazing how you're finally on top of the world and you still decide you're going to like do something that is a piece of shit move, whether you're a celebrity or not. But now you're a celebrity and just bag fumbled yep completely it, it's just ugh. wonder what he thought good it, i'll be fine i'm good i can ride it out well you should take his money and invest it in blank or something guess what you're living off dividends now yeah take all your money Open a, open a standard trading account, and that's what you do now. Well, I mean, like, Rick and Morty is still going to continue. They're just going to recast the roles. And as long as that show is airing, he's going to get residuals. Is he now? I would imagine, mm-hmm. um, if only because he's a co-creator of it. And so there's no way to really continue that show without him getting money off of it unless they were to, I don't know, can they buy him out uh, and so that then they don't have to pay him anymore? But... I don't know. You know, he's 
I would imagine that how lucrative that show is from merchandising alone in yeah. a way that no other show Adult Swim has ever had would be that he wouldn't need to ever work again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just think it would be hard because obviously anyone would go stir crazy in that situation. But again, it's the bet you made, <laughs> dude. Yep. It's it's what you've, you – there's no way you didn't know it was wrong then. And I don't know what kind of excuse you could possibly have that would justify, you know – I don't know. Someone shouldn't have to go through a growth arc to recognize that yeah. it's wrong. Is it time for arcs yet, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need a seltzer. I hope they just do like a rotating uh, list of guest voices. That'd be, that, that's now you're saying. Oh, that's just a good idea. bring us on for one. You can just be Rick, and I'll just be. Like, I don't know, Rick. That doesn't sound like a great idea. You know, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I, I'm. I'm Morty. Now this is my thinking. voice now. This is what I sound like. Yep. Or just, you know, one of them's literally just like Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. For no explanation whatsoever. Or like the Australian version where from Bush, Bush World Adventures. Yeah. Just like, Morty, get in the car, Morty. I did some science to me pedal gun. And now it looks like a real pedal gun. Or now it's, it works like a real gun. Mm. You could just have... Guess what? Our voice actor got canceled. So now we're going to be voiced by other people. <laughs> get get past it. Yeah. Just get the most recognizable voices in Hollywood. And yeah. Just be like, well, you know. It's it's like an Iron Man 2 or something where it was Cuba Gooding Jr. who was no, the original. It, uh, it was um, Terrence Howard was the original. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. And then you got replaced by Don Cheadle. Yeah. And it's like, it's me. Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was – he's easily the superior roadie. Like, mm-hmm. I wish they would have just gone with him from the start. Mm-hmm. It's just – I don't know. Terrence Howard was hot in 2008. So that was the choice. Just bring back the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Hey, guys. Can we talk about how Akio Toyota is stepping down? Wait, what For is- what? Are they finally going to make an EV and not farm it off on Subaru? They're still banking on having hydrogen fuel cells. Mm. Mm. To step down. He's going to step down and become chairman. I don't know enough about corporate infrastructure to know how that makes any difference. Yeah. Um, Of course, their stock price dropped as a result. Never buy auto stocks. Yeah. Okay, here's something I bought last night in the toilet. Oh, all right. Bought 30 shares of it. Toilet stonks. Yep. It's a very cheap stock. It was a roller coaster of a stock for a while. It went crazy high. It went from like $4 a share to $130 a share, back down to $4 a share. Now it's hovering around $8 a share. Mm. Company is the stock uh, symbol is QS. That is Quebec. Sierra, QS. Company is called QuantumScape. They make solid-state batteries for Ooh. cars. They do not pay a dividend. They are very new. It is a very volatile company. They could disappear. But since I'm about to fund my sing, uh, my self-funded IRA, uh, once I get paid, I need. Probably next month I can fund it. Once I get paid next month from uh, the giveaway. 
then I can, I have to put also, I have to pay myself. Like this is the first, I mean, I've paid myself before, but this is the first substantial part where I'm going to have to pay myself as the managing member of Freddie Ricard Reviews LLC. So anyway, um, I have to pay myself. And yeah, in the past, anyway. So I take risks with stock market, with the stock market only with money I get from dividends. So when I fund my SEP next month, I'm buying three stonks. One, Goldman Sachs, banks, uh, stock symbol GS. They pay like $5 per share or $10 per share or $2. I think maybe like $2 a share. Their dividend kicks ass. So I'm buying, I'm buying a bank. I'm buying just financial stocks. Second one, AIG. I hate insurance. I think they're evil. <laughs> they're out to screw everybody, but they make money. Yes. So, and I'm talking about putting thousands of dollars in, in, in both these. And third one is just going to be Johnson & Johnson. Toilet paper and toothpaste. There you go. Yeah, that's three safe things that pay good dividends. Companies that aren't going anywhere. Insurance is not going anywhere. The banks are not going, oh, the banks are going to fail. Insolvent? You only have enough money for the next three customers? <laughs> hey, mm. hey, now wait a minute. I don't have your money here. It's mm. in Bill's house and Fred's house. <laughs> what are you doing with your money in my house? <laughs> This brown spot needs a little uh, needs a little H two O. Yeah, <laughs> Duffman cannot breathe. <laughs> oh no! Duffman is thrusting in the general direction of the problem. <laughs> uh, best gen of M three. How many uh, generations of M three? I don't care about M cars. No, no, not not having it. Yeah, ah, uh, the old RCR pump and dump. Eh. eh, look, the world can pump more than me. Phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, Goldman Sachs is $354 a share. Yes. That's correct. So I will buy probably $5,000 worth of that. So that is maybe 10 shares. Um. Uh, the racing mind says they were pumped up a bunch on Reddit. What are you talking about? Uh, QuantumScape. I think so. Mm. They're still doing a thing though. So, like, eventually we're gonna have to get rid of. We're gonna have to get off lithium. Or we're gonna have to find a different way. We're gonna need more battery packs. So. It's going to something. We need different types of battery storage. I have a friend who's trying to get off lithium. Oh, different lithium. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Um, so, and if that stock goes to zero, I don't give a shit because that was free money. That's the great thing about dividends. You get paid for buying stock. You get free money in your money market account that you can just go play with other things. So if the stock you know, goes to hell, whatever, I didn't lose money. Now I've lost a great amount of money before with uh because I bought like five or ten shares of Carvana. Oh when, Carvana. It, when it peaked. And before it yeah, went I bought down it, uh, the shitter and lost its license in Michigan uh, and yep. all that other stuff. Yep. I bought the share at $130 a share. 
and now it's at like two. Stocks can go to zero. Zero. That that company can be liquidated, and I'm going to lose like maybe eight hundred bucks. Mm. You know, in a grand scheme of things, whatever. I mean, my Hilton Ingram more than makes up for that. My United Healthcare certainly makes up for that. Moderna, fine. Uh, Nvidia, it's doing great, and of course, Apple carries my portfolio. Nice, very nice. Uh, I'll probably buy some Amazon now. Now that went down, Microsoft is down. So if you're going to buy Microsoft, now's the time. And also, Google's down mm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Eh. Um, Google or Alphabet? Excuse me, Alphabet. All right. Yeah. yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond is about to be bankrupt. Yep. Mm. Yes, they are. Uh, the ones in my area are all having like liquidation sales. Uh, so that is a choice, I suppose. Um, I mean, but that's like another victim of the glut of online retail because people aren't really going out to participate in commerce. People are doing it from the comfort and safety of their telephone. Yeah. And by then, no one calls it a telephone anymore. But, you know. Such is life. I, I can't think of anything that I've would need from a bath and bot or bed, bath and beyond. You know. Yeah. Does your mom still have a landline? No. Interesting. Yeah. It's, my my dad insists on it. He still wants that landline. Is it like what, like emergency purposes, or just to that be phone able- rings? He calls people by typing in a number <laughs> that he knows. I will say there is something to a landline. Anytime I watch an old movie where they do the whole thing where, uh, okay, it's one of those flat landlines, pick up the phone, you cradle the phone in between your like head and your shoulder, and then they're slamming the buttons down. Yeah, yeah. That is so satisfying to me. Just the whole, you know, dun, 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 and then they're- Man, when the auction opens up, I wonder if that'd be a nice thing to just have around. Just the telephone the regular phone. Yeah, the regular phone. Yeah. Get, uh, remember the remember the phone i know there's a whole seinfeld bit about you have the quick dial up yeah. there and the names on it and the phone was the size of like the whole phone cradle was probably the size of that mixer over there with the speaker phone built into it <laughs> just do an actual calling show but yeah do it on in such a way where no one else can what about hear? a crypto investment says jace yeah right crypto is not based on anything crypto is just i don't know it just sounds matthew too- bowen says tech has been inflated for a decade so not apple so- you, okay you got to think of, with pe ratio you got to think about the amount of stock held by the institution you have to think about um the amount of cash on hand that the company has so there you go GameStop. Well, that's a meme stock. This stuff, that that stuff. GameStop was something that people paid attention to, but every now and again, that happens. Was it? I think I knew people who were in on that GameStop. That and the AMC thing, where mm-hmm. it was like just memed up. I am a banana. I can, I can understand how when people stream, they just people send me links and I'll look at them, and that gives you something to talk about. It's just us again. I would like Matt Happel on the show. That would be a great guest. Yeah. 
Who else do I want? Obviously, Frederick Knutson. Ian Finance was fun. Jordan Jensen would be good. Get her a motorcycle to ride. You can get Matt Walsh on the show. That man is a repository of information. Oh, yeah, Matt Walsh. That would be... He's got a great living room. I can just probably bring the lappy over there. Like, there's just something... The ability to just rattle off information the way he does. and Yeah. The amount of things he knows. I'm just... Oof. And that Retro Wave Arcade is opening on uh, is it? this coming Saturday, yeah. And I wanted to film... Wait, this coming or next Saturday? After the 4th. Yeah, the 4th, yeah. Yeah, not this Saturday. Next Saturday. Boo, you have the time to smell my farts in the sauna. It's gonna happen because I don't have any snacks. I should have bought some at the gym there at the desk. Renee, different Renee at the gym. Charges reasonable amounts for shit. <laughs> 50 cents for this. 10 cents for a single. York peppermint patty, if you want it, they're individually wrapped. It's like old timey there. That's. It's very peanut shop. Yeah, it's very... They got the Captain Wafers, Captain Wafers there, I think, for a quarter. Mm. It's great. She's like stuck in the... Andy says, you're going to have Nick Mullen on. I mean, he's just so busy. I mean, he has he can come out here and hang out and go on the podcast. That's great. I love how the range decreases on his beer. I don't know what that means. Nah, the angry hang-up ability. Oh, they're talking about phones. Phones, eh? More, eh? Jim Jim says, Congratulations on the latest regular Roman post. More than... Yeah, it's good. 30 hits of this. This is uh, Jim Shulman texted me. More than 30 hits in a day. Close to the number of RCR subscribers and almost a thousand comments. The series is very important to a lot of people. When schools and communities pull LGBT... Q books from their libraries, videos become even more important. People can see that they're not alone. Others are living similar existences. Two friends told me their LGBTQ life experience closely mirrored yours down to the suicidal thoughts. And seeing your experience made them feel less isolated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I spoke very matter-of-factly, and I just dropped that bit about the revolver just, like, right in there. It's like, look, this is a part of the story. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Other than this is how it existed, and it was real. Nick Mullen posted, Houston, we have diarrhea <laughs> loudly in a public stall. Marvelous. <laughs> Marvelous. I learned the poop again. Here I go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a schoolhouse rock. <laughs> I'm a chip off the old. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine being in being in a stall and just you just making a splashy dump. You can hear the water hitting the size of the bowl and just saying after after a strategic pause, just a chip off the old block. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that could be like a No, nah, I couldn't post that. 
That's not yellow pee-pee monster, but just like the video in the stall. I guess you could sort of get away with it if you're just filming the side of the stall or just filling the toilet paper roll. It's like, stuff I said. <laughs> That's yeah. the entire series. <laughs> just a chip off the old block. <laughs> Yo, man, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 It's Hamburger Helper, and I helped. (laughs) 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 Like, not even trying to do the voice right. I remember as a kid thinking that, like, a box of Hamburger Helper actually had the meat in it. Right. Because I'm just like, oh, it's all in there. I don't know how they do it. You know, how do they keep it from going down? Who knows? It's Hamburger Helper. He, He helps the hamburger be fresh. I can't remember if I ever ate Hamburger Helper or if that's just the coal region version of barbecue. I've definitely had Hamburger Helper. Because what we call, like, what you go to a a block party around here or um, a concession stand, barbecue is cooked in a crock pot with ground beef and a whole bunch of sauces. That's a sloppy joe. Yes. Is Hamburger Helper just sloppy joe? No, because you're supposed to put that on pasta, but I think it's still sloppy joe. Yeah, it's because the whole idea of it is like if you were to put a sloppy joe on pasta, and it's because hamburger helper you eat it with a fork. Right. I've never known of anyone to put hamburger helper on anything other than a plate. Right. So it's one of those things where you know you're essentially paying for seasoning. Yeah. Uh, Is an instapot just a crock pot? To my knowledge, yeah. Okay. I, I've been using the terms interchangeably. Um, yeah. That's one of the technology connections, small kitchen appliances that I never bought. Crockpot. Crockpots was one of these things that just seemed to appear. I've just like, like people had them like going back to the 70s. I could go for like uh, pork and sauerkraut made in a crockpot. Or like a pork roast that you make in a sauerkraut with the entire onion in there and all those carrots. Mm. Mm. Sometimes I go to the extra Exeter Diner. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Reading tweets is a good way to do podcast. People have to know what they're getting by now with this podcast. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Because like half the time we're here, it's like the energy has already gone down. It's always like an afterthought of whatever we're doing for the day. Yeah. Like, like on the one hand, it would be nicer to do them later in the day. But also it's like these are podcasts of convenience because I'm doing them when I just happen to be up here. Yeah. Because we live like an hour and 10 minutes apart. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a different thing. Now, granted, you know. So so that's naturally why like the livelier ones are when there's a guest here yeah. who is – and then you can just do it whenever or yeah. even like a Brian and you because – Brian and you, I'm, I'm usually drinking while I do that and that helps. I haven't been drinking at home. Actually, no. I've Not on the podcast. Well, yes. Yes, I have because Justin Burnash got me that Hendrix and I was trying to recreate martinis from <clears throat> the Tabor Road restaurant in oh. uh, Jersey. And I was getting good at them, um, or getting close. And Jim brought uh, 
that bottle of specific vermouth that that restaurant uses because all around here in the state stores all you can get either is martini and rossi or trumbolo uh trumbolo makes a very harsh martini so but i still have a whole bunch of vermouth left and the drinker in me just wants to go to the state store after this and just get get a bottle of beef eater or even gilby's or something like that and just keep making martinis i'm like well i got the vermouth but because that's my thing i mean if there's booze in the house i'm drinking it yeah i don't know how people have and this is something maybe i should do like i have that bottle of vermouth uh just leave it don't buy stuff that go that goes with it because people have who have these like bars and like all these different liquors if it's there i drink it i'm not an alcoholic because i go for months without having a drink but when it's here it's game on yeah so like when Ben comes by and he drops off beer. You know, beer honestly is different because, yes, you will gain weight from from liquor, but beer you'll do it way faster. So I'm really conscious about when he drops off beer because, like, look, I can't drink this every single night. There's so much calories in this. Yeah. Um, and like if I want to date, I have to look, look youthful, which means there's the fun things I can't eat it. I have to be, you know, eating clean, which means only having beer like – I only really drink beer at a bar now. So unless Ben comes by and drops off Ben beer. But honestly, I kind of want to tell Ben, like, look, only give me the heavy, heavy, high alcohol content stuff. I don't want just regular Sam products. Not I don't give me anything that's less than eight <laughs> percent. Seriously. Um and, and that's really begging choosing because he's giving me he's giving me drinks for free. Um but even then knowing like okay this is a lot of calories with no nutrition in them and this is how you get a fat face well, guys, I haven't listened to Spike's car radio in a while I should do that at the gym tonight internet internet Guys, what's your most memorable review? PT the, Cruiser? Oh, the, yeah, that's that's a great review video. Oh, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so but that's a good answer. Like your most memorable video to mem, most memorable product, uh, most memorable video you made, then yeah, then that's it. If, if it comes term to the most amazing experience driving something, it's of course the Turbo LS Winnebago. That's just lunacy. The deuce and a half was pretty memorable too. Oh yeah, uh, that uh, yeah. If that thing that thing would have been awesomer if it didn't have the exhaust leak dumping diesel soot out the bottom of the tr rig. Tro's double back is awesome. I agree. Um, someone says the Bravada is a good one. Yeah. People talking about the Prius. Maybe not. My family. They're talking about hamburger helper. Instapot is a pressure cooker. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mad Elf is great. It's even better. At, it's even better on tap. But sometimes, like, a lot of beer just gives me headaches. It's super weird. Like, clear spirits, typically I'm fine with. 
I don't get the instant hangover, which is part of the reason I like gin so much. Yeah, I had to give up beer. Just headaches and just that sluggish feeling. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like beer on its own, it's not like it's appetizing or like I would miss the taste at all. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't miss the effect. So... How close was the Liberty, the Jeep Liberty, to the Bravada? Uh, Bravada was worse because Jeep liter, liber, liberally, liberally, Liberty, Liberty, watch me pee. Uh, um, that was a diesel. I honestly moved. Ever been to French Lick, Indiana? Yes, I have. Um, Donovan Geiger used to work at the resort there, and I got to walk around. That is an old, old resort. The one Kia. Hello, Mr. Regular. Have you ever been offered a Lexus CT200? No. It's the so fancy Prius. I have not driven that. Uh, thoughts about where is 9891 YouTuber driving around cutting up traffic? All right, you're violating traffic. You're blatantly violating traffic laws. You're not just going a little fast. Yeah, that's reckless driving, so... And if they're doing I it mean, for abuse, they're living by the sword, because that shit's going to catch up eventually. Yeah. The, the, you're paying a debt to justice, and eventually justice would get you. It's like uh, being at a casino. Once you're up, leave. Exactly. Congratulations. You won. Um, don't sit around waiting for the bill to come due. Mm -hmm. In RCR lore, does Trent Falkenrath and Lefty Renkowski know each other? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know. Let's say sure. Mm. Then what's funny is like my dad's nickname was Lefty, and that's not where Lefty Renkowski comes from. But I just thought it was ironic because it's like Trent Falk Falkenrath is basically me, and, and like. Lefty shares my father's nickname. Like so many people didn't even know his name was Pablo until he passed. And, you know, they just knew him as Lefty. And so it's kind of interesting to me that you came to me the one day about like, how about a character named Lefty? I'm just like, oh, hmm. okay, that's cool. That's great. I was like totally on board with that because, I mean, obviously it's a very specific, it's specific but different in a very unique way from other RCR characters. He's almost mm -hmm. more like... I don't know, more Pennsylvanian in an odd way. Yeah, he's uh, named after the guy that my buddy Tom Mansell bought his 1990 Volkswagen Fox off of. Mm. It was a guy named Lefty from Pottsville. Nice. Don't know his last name. I think he worked at an auto shop up on the hill in Pottsville, which is the whole town. Oh, the Excellence Channel writes, uh, still dry, uh, still flying, Brian. No, uh, Greg's plane is getting painted. I'm sure I'll fly it when it's done. Kind regards from Germany. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, very generous super chat here. Arcara Slight 80. Being from Pittsburgh, I typically hit up Seven Springs for skiing. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there once. I wonder if there's any way, any... If there are way better places to ski ski in central Pennsylvania, I don't know, man. Not central PA. Because the Appalachian Mountains are east central. Yeah. 
they just curve across the state. So I don't know what you're going to do on the on the west side of the state because now you're Midwest and it's flat. There's probably some hills around. So if there are, I haven't heard any. Uh, why won't they make practical cars like the Jeep Avenger in the U.S.? I don't even know what that is. I would buy them if they're here. I mean, little practical cars, you're describing a Toyota RAV4 or an older one. When will you do an Amish buggy? <laughs> um, the Odd Life says, I watched your video yesterday. Now I'm not in the same situation in life, but I cried because I realized that I felt so lost for so long. Thank you for being strong. Okay, thanks. Oh, this is the Jeep. Uh, it's new. It's their EV SUV. Oh. We're not getting so all right so so they'll test it in other parts of the country and like all times now they're like oh they'll do it in europe where it doesn't count (laughs) and that'll be that Mm. and eventually it'll come here but we're not fighting any major war right now so it'll probably have just some alphanumeric designation hopefully yeah (laughs) i love how leap majeep liberty uh, Commander. Avenger existed, existed before that. Patriot. Yes. Oh, the fucking Patriot. Did we do a Patriot? Jeep Patriot? I want to say yes. We did a Commander. Let me see. It's all it's all that war on terror. When just cars are just made, named after bases in Iraq. It appears we have not. All right, then. But yeah, that's just <laughs> Jeep Patriot. Yeah, I gotta have all these like very jingoistic. We're winning the war. Mission accomplished terminology. <laughs> the Jeep mission accomplished. <laughs> uh Round Top and Lewisberry. Oh yeah. Mm, nice place. Regular train reviews? Never. Someone's gonna have to pay me. Like literally, I will do I will do a train review. If you do the legwork and pay me an appearance fee, what's my appearance fee? What would I like to get paid to review a train? To do something I don't want to do? Well, we'll we'll, we'll do a tiered payment system. I will do a train review. If you set it up and I don't have to pretend to enjoy myself, that's a G. Thousand bucks. Me to show up. That's me editing it. Us writing the review. Of course, we get to keep all the revenue money. And I will not pretend to like it. Who texted me? If you want me to pretend this is fun, what is the price of me swallowing my dignity? Ten grand. (laughs) Someone pays me $10,000. I'll do a train review and pretend to like it. That's like now everyone's doing Jeep names. The new Jeep Guantanamo, which yeah. actually sounds like a very plausible name. Yeah. If it weren't the name of the Gitmo. But, yeah. The Jeep Probable Cause. The Jeep First Strike Capability. The Jeep Necessary Force. Mutually Assured Jeep. <laughs> Uh, the guy whose car review we did today uh, sent me a text. I forgot to mention today, my buddy in Denver, 
Uh, just bought an LC500. He offered it if you're ever in Denver or want to drive it or film it or just take it for a drive. Let me know. I can pass on your info. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Why not? LC500. Awesome. Uh, so, wait. So, it comes as a convertible, or is are they actually Targas? Whatever. Um, Jeep Abu Grave. The Jeep Kissinger. The Jeep Negative Peace. The Jeep Immunity. Jeep Boots on the Ground. Jeep Drone Strike. The Jeep Come and Take It. I'm just thinking of phrases that I see on black t-shirts around here the jeep arm society the jeep stand up for america <laughs> i like those pictures i like those t-shirts i see at carlisle like it's a white t-shirt that says usa and the usa inside the the block letters of usa the collegiate style uh, uh, font of USA typeface, excuse me. Inside is just a star-spangled banner motif behind it. Oh, I was it. really expecting you to say something like Jesus-related would be in there. Like, you know, it's yeah. the Jeep kneel for the cross stand for the anthem. Yeah. I wonder if the people who make those shirts are doing it out of a sense of patriotism or it's just a business like anyone else. Like, we'll, we'll just throw images at the wall and see what sells. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't imagine there. it's a very mercenary business, I would think. Because yeah. you're essentially playing on the concerns that are not the concerns. You're playing on and this is a U line about like vulnerability or not vulnerable insecurities yeah. and weaponizing them so yeah. that then, you know, the people weaponize who weaponize insecurity, yeah. capitalize insecurity, using it for leverage. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's because people are, it's not just that they're open to being manipulated. It's that sometimes we as humans want to be because manipulation means hearing what we want to hear. <laughs> the Jeep, <laughs> the Jeep Arab spring. <laughs> The Jeep Agent Orange. Uh, the Jeep Enlistment Bonus. Oh, Enlistment Bonus. There you go. It's like the... The Jeep Dishonorable Discharge. The Jeep Hazard Pay. The, the Jeep, Jeep Combat Bonus. <laughs> the Jeep Purple Heart. The, the Jeep, Jeep Bronze Star, to... the Jeep Distinguished Flying Cross. <laughs> uh, what are some other ribbons or medals you get? <laughs> the Jeep Bronze Star. I think I said that already. The Jeep Combat Medallion. Making stuff up now. <laughs> the Jeep Pacific Theater. The Jeep Trident. God, that's that sounds accurate. That to just make accurate. a Navy SEAL Jeep, the Jeep Trident. 
the Jeep Stolen Valor, the Jeep Eminent Domain, the Jeep Court Martial, the Jeep Rogan Experience, experience. <laughs> the Jeep Trail of Tears, the Jeep Back the Blue. That sounds too accurate. <laughs> the Jeep Pat Tillman Edition. Oh God! <laughs> the the Jeep Boot Camp. Um. The Jeep Snowden. Uh, the Jeep WikiLeaks. The Jeep Show of Force. Jeep ARP. The Jeep Good Content. The Jeep Prima Nocta. Hmm. I'm out of coffee, and now I've got to ride the buzz of going to the gym. Ride that buzz. So, I think we're wrapping this up. I think we are. Because I, I, I need to go to the gym, and then I need to go grocery shopping. And I need to take a pre, pre-coffee dump uh, before I go walking around in public. Okay. So, thank you for watching this episode of RCR Live Podcast. I don't think this even had a name this no, time. It's like, we got done filming, now we're here. I'll do, when I upload it to iTunes and Spotify, I'll just call it like the Jeep Rogan Experience or some other yeah, like, yeah. random Jeep name. Okay, guys. Thanks right. for joining in. I may even have it in me to just go look at galaxies again tonight. So, probably that's what I'm going to do. When I'm going to be looking at cars, I'm going to take that webcam and just put it over there. Nice. If I if I, if I'm gonna be looking at cars, I, I want to be paid to do so. How do you like that? So thank you to everybody who supports us and everything we do. Can't wait to get started. Can't wait to find a galaxy. Can't wait to pay my taxes so we can start making these plans. And I'm gonna use the galaxy to be more sociable and come out there and be out there. How about that? Absolutely. How about that? RCR, how about that? <laughs> Good night. Operation, how about that? Good night.